If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What's going on, Trey Van Buskirk? It is a beautiful Wednesday evening, and we are here to break down UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. How are you, my man? It's funny you say it's beautiful out. It feels all dark and cloudy over in this household, man. It's dark and cloudy here as well. I just We've got daylight savings time, and I will go ahead and say that I believe firmly that the man that invented daylight savings time did not have young children because this is essentially domestic terrorism on a household switching the clocks an hour and having it be dark constantly. Well, you're clearly not a farmer then. Clearly I am not a farmer. Yes. Um, I'd love to be, to be honest with you, I would absolutely love it. Um, hmm. But if I can't eat the cake, I don't want it. I don't want the cake in front of me. You know what I mean? I totally, I totally get that. I was actually using the whole dark and cloudy as metaphorically speaking. Oh. Um, my household is uh not in the uh, the best spirits. Let's put it that oh, way. Why? What, what, what happened? I'm going to blame it on a, a certain person, a high-profile celebrity, if you will. Um, I'll start the show off by saying this. Uh, Mariah Carey can suck it. I think she has before. <laughs> Dude, it is November 10th and we are recording this. In no yep. way, shape, or form is it acceptable to play that Christmas song this month. Give... The turkeys, they're due. That's the last time I'm going to say it. I had Christmas music in my house November 1st. That's so not cool. And not not only was it Christmas music in my house November 1st, it was the Pentatonix acapella Christmas music <laughs> on November 1st. In oh, my no. opinion, all, um, top five worst Christmas music. Um and that was in that was in my house November first. So I I feel your pain. Now I live with a bunch of Christmas elves. Everybody in my house just over the moon with Christmas spirit. Actually, most of the year, but as soon as Halloween's done, they shift gears and go right into. It's like living with a bunch of elves on the shelves. Uh, and I in turn am an absolute Grinch, man. I don't. I just don't dig on Christmas, man. I. I don't, it's not my speed. <laughs> Dude, that's horrible. Um, I, I love, I love Christmas, but I do want to give the turkeys their due. I yeah. ordered my turkey from Stay Classy. I got mm -hmm. the brine. I got the tax calorie seasoning. I'm excited for it. And then not only do I walk into Mariah Carey, but I walk into a goddamn Christmas tree already lit up with ornaments, which by the way, I can't put my cool ornaments on, you know, like the, the squirrels getting drunk or the chipmunks like doing mischievous things. I can't put those on. Because we need to make our tree look like a model home. Uh, it's got to have the silver, the gold, uh, the sparkles. Can't have any of my fun ornaments, dude. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, in your house, and I mean this with love, it's like you guys are doing it for the gram. And in our house, we're doing it for the Christmas spirit. It's, it's like Buddy the Elf lives in my house. No, we're it's absolutely for the gram. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't know, man. I it's I I have said this before. Uh this is not breaking news. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, followed closely by July fourth. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what to do with this, man. I, I hate that my my holiday gets overshadowed. I bought this thing real quick. I'll show you. Ooh, um, yeah. It's called uh, Dildo. Smack-a-sack. Oh, smack-a-sack. Okay, what is this? So it's a stress relief sack. So it looks like a ball sack. It sure does. To immediately relieve built-up frustration and tension, I, I firmly grasp these testicles and I smack them vigorously. And what, like, what, how do you do no, it? I kind of just like this. And it's been uh, really good because <laughs> I'm doing it not only because of the Christmas season – Dale, but I'm a little bit frustrated with this line, this upcoming fight night card. 
coming off what was a fantastic <laughs> UFC 268. So why are you slapping like a kitten playing with something? What are you doing? <laughs> it says why? smack it till you smile and I'm just spread and cheer. <laughs> You're literally batting at it like a kitten with yarn. <laughs> I'll send you one, dude. It's it's gotten me through what is this early Christmas vibe. Oh my gosh. I'll put it at my desk at work. It'll go okay. over well. HR will love it. Oh my gosh, man. What? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't ready at all. I gotta recover. So if we disagree, I'll I'll whip out the sack and I'll start. What is that tag say breakdown? On it? Real quick, what does that tag say on it? Stress relief sack. Two free stress balls included. Smack it till you smile. www.mysack.com. We are unofficially sponsored by this as well, Dale. If you open that sack up, can you take the balls out? I've never done that. Oh. I'm not, a, I'm not a learning doctor. Oh, well, don't ruin your sack. No, I'll check it out. See what these balls look like. Oh, look. They look like uh, the nose of a clown. There you go. Very neat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> $10 right now. I'll donate... $10 right now, Trey, if you smack those on your chin for the remainder of the episode. That's a long time. I don't know if he has the muscle endurance to smack the sack on his chin. Oh, my gosh. All right. Mama didn't raise no quitter, dude. That's true. That's true. All right. Let's get after it. Quick recap of last week. We killed the card. Yeah. Uh, you went 12-2. and two, I went 11-3. and three. To be honest with you, and this is something that we kind of knew already, um, high probability that we could have gone perfect on that card. Um, statistically speaking, if we would have went chalk for the main event, you take Usman. And we both acknowledged on the show that Cheeto would, should win that fight, right. but we were hoping Frankie could harness some magic. Um, so you were two fights away from a perfect card. I was three because I went with uh, Whaley. I'm going to say this, and I'm just I'm, I don't I don't want to get into a spirited debate with you. I thought Whaley won that fight. Um, right. I thought she won the. I thought she won the first three rounds. Uh, I, I I'm under the impression that you score a fight one round at a time. How there was a 49-46 card in there seems. I don't want to call it criminal, but it's just. It's a good snapshot into the lunacy of MMA judging. How you don't give her at least two rounds. Considering two of the rounds, she had over two and a half minutes of control time from the top on two separate rounds. I, I just, you got to give her at least those two. Um, but it is what it is. You know, ultimately she lost the fight. I'm not, I'm not going to argue it. And thankfully we don't have to see them fight a third time, at least not for a while. But for my money, I scored it. I scored it for Whaley, but that's me. That's cool. My only call out uh, for the entire card I was fairly happy with how it unfolded, but um, I will say I've never seen a heavyweight in Chris Barnett do a spinning wheel kick and then into a front flip to belly jiggle with a rock symbol. That was probably one of the highlights of my entire night. I love seeing the jiggly. I love seeing uh, guys that are able to move that fluid, move that fast, do unique things in that heavyweight division. And like Dana White said, you don't judge a book by its cover. I will not judge Chris Barnett going forward as a book by its cover. Yeah, the only thing that reminded the what that reminded me of is the when Sean Jordan <laughs> knocked out Derek Lewis with a crescent kick. What is a crescent kick? It's when you're standing there and the leg like from here goes up and around like in oh. the front. So oh. Sean Jordan is built like Chris Barnett. He's a little bit taller. He was a lineman for LSU. So yeah. similar body type, and he got that little leg all the way up and around and smacked Derek Lewis with it. Um, <laughs> so sick. So if you aren't Sean Jordan, I believe it was Sean Jordan. I think that's his name, Sean Jordan. Um, crescent kick, <laughs> Derek Lewis knockout. This was, dude, as they say in South Carolina, that was a coon's age ago. That was, that was a coon's age. Sean Jordan. Yeah. Sean Jordan came around or outside of LSU, came and kick that boy right in the face. It's bad. Real bad. I love it. I love so, it. Anyway, let's get into it. Holloway versus Rodriguez. This is a fight that's nine times too big for Yair Rodriguez, and they're giving him that, <laughs> that 
that number three ranking. Lord knows where they they somehow managed mustered that from. He's not does not deserve that high of a ranking at all. And they're feeding him to Max Holloway. Max Holloway not afraid of a fight, not afraid to stay busy, and he wants to get paid. Uh, Max Holloway is like as I like to call it, and I know it. Just we go into the triple negatives. He's a he's a fighter's fighter fighter. Um, he absolutely is can't miss television, man. I freaking yeah. love Max Holloway. And uh, he's going to take it to Yair Rodriguez, but we'll get there soon enough. Let's break down this main card, shall we? While I pull up the odds, um, why don't we pay a couple bills real quick, and then I'll get to oh, it. Oh, we do have to pay some bills. You know what? Well, you had mentioned Stay Classy Meats, and you mentioned you got your turkey through them, and you mentioned you got the brine bag and the, and the seasoning kit. Uh, did you use our promo code FIST and save 10% on the entire thing? Of course, dude. I'm always looking for that deal. Okay. Well, if you guys want to take part in the same thing, although I will say this, turkeys for this year are sold out already. They sold out in about 30 seconds, which was um, good for the good for those that were on the up and up and bad for those that are on the outside looking in. But there's still plenty of high-quality, non-GMO, no-antibiotic farm uh, and free-range food available to you. You go to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code FISH, you can save 10% on the entire thing. You have an update on uh, some some merch, don't you? Hell yeah. Guys, you've probably heard us for the past two years talk about merch. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not fake. It's real. It's, it's not real fake thing. news. It's a real thing. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, spoke to Roy at AllegianceClothing.com. We are doing a collab shirt with one of our unique designs. I'm just going to say it right now, it's called The Hedge. Mm. And it I is like it. I, dope. I do like it. I do like it. It's so sick. Um, Working on the designs, working on the colors right now, guys. Um, We're hoping to have those before uh, Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. You guys can place your pre-orders. It'd be a really good uh, Christmas gift for you guys. And Mm -hmm. you'll be able to use our code on allegianceclothing.com, punch, Mm -hmm. which will get you 15% off this insane shirt. um, We should ask Roy, does Allegiance do underwear? Mm, I don't know. Why? Dude, imagine some punch list underwear. Okay. I feel like you're all like, I mean, since I whipped out the, the smack a sack, you're all thinking about dicks. For sure. Yeah. I well what it what it reminded me of was remember again, I'm I'm pulling out my old man MMA here. Remember when Eve Edwards used to fight and he'd fight with the smiley face on where his <laughs> um you know what his junk where was? Was? Yeah. yeah, where yeah. his junk was? He would fight with a smiley face right there. Yeah, I would love a good microphone logo, right on the uh, right on the junk. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I'm about that. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. We'll work on that. Okay, fair enough. It would do like a small little made in the USA uh, thing on the back. All right. Let's <laughs> first fight on the main card, man. Uh, your boy Song Yedong, seventeen five and one, taking on Julio Arce. Arce at seventeen and four. Trey. Pretty much a pick em, I think, um, depending on where you're looking. If you're on my bookie, you got Song Yudong at a minus 135. RSA is coming back at slight plus money at the plus 105 over and around is at two and a half. Song Yudong looking to bounce back here. Uh, stiff test in RSA, but I think that I think that he's going to have enough gas in the tank to get it done. How do you see this fight going? I like how you call him Song Yudong. Is it, it's Yudong Song. Sure. Okay. I know it sounds better, Song Yudong. I'm gonna call him Song Yudong, but I just want you to know it's Yudong Song. Oh, okay, cool. Yudong Song. Um, a lot of dongs this episode. A lot of dongs, a lot of dongs. and sacks. Yep. Uh, team Alpha Male Fighter, as we're fully aware. Um, this guy's super young. This is what's always made me nervous from Song Yudong coming into the promotion. Dude's only 23 years old, and to be honest, he fights like a young fighter. If he gets get, he gets clipped. He's a little bit of deer in headlights, gets a little scared, ditches the game plan a little bit. It is a guy that comes in with a lot of volume, mixes in some takedowns. That's the team alpha male wrestle special attack. Drop it low, move it around, good volume. He's a great fighter. Um, he's evolved a lot. He learns, but again, he's really young. So what makes me nervous in Arce, he's a guy that's going to come in. He's going to bite down on the mouthpiece. He's going to pressure you. He's got heavy hands. We've seen Song to be fairly durable, though, so I'm not too worried. I think the volume, I think this is going to go into the later rounds. Over two and a half seems like a good play, but if you just want to play it straight, you're getting Song Yudong at minus 135. I'll take Song for sure. 
I forgot that he won the fight against Casey Kenny. For some reason, I was thinking that Casey Ken- were we on Casey Kenny for that fight? Why did I think we Casey Kenny won? Okay, yeah, we were that's on. why. That's right. We were on Casey Kenny, and he he won by split decision. I yeah. yeah I, I'll say this. I think that taking I think that taking Song Yudong is or Yudong Song, however you want to do it. I think at this point, I like him in this fight, but I like the plus money I'm going to get by taking him by decision. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at earlier fights in his career, he did have some finishes, right? Yeah. Um, if you go, you know, when he first got into the UFC, he had a couple knockouts. Uh, is you know, whenever he was in all the other stuff, one FC and things of that nature, like there, the, he had some knockouts and some finishes there, but. All things considered, at least the pace and the the cadence in which he's been fighting lately lead us down the road to the over and to by decision. So if I'm on, if I'm looking for something outside of the minus one thirty five, which is a great price on him, I think that that's a, almost a giftish a giftish style price. Um, I'm looking to maybe flip that minus into a plus and taking him by decision or taking the over two and a half here. I think that he's got more than enough tools to win this fight. He's got the better pedigree of opponent, the better um, strength of schedule. And to be honest with you, I think he comes from a better camp too. Um, and I think he can beat a guy like Julio Arce. Now, that being said, all of those things to say this, that he's got to be careful because Arce is legit. Um, you know, another guy that's coming out of Tiger Schulman and those guys, you know, like we saw with Shane Burgos, <clears throat> they're on a bit of a tear. Mm-hmm. He knocked out Andre Yule his last time out. Um, so coming off a big win, you know, he also knocked out Julian Arosa, Juicy J, or Billy Corintillo. I can't tell. I've never seen him in the same room at the same time. Never um, happened. Right. So if Arce's winning fights, right, he's doing so in emphatic fashion. And don't forget, biggest win, he's got a win over Dan Ige. Mm-hmm. So while I do believe that Song Yudong from a more complete perspective has faced harder competition. Arce's got a win over the biggest opponent combined out of the two and a win over Danny Gay a couple years ago. So don't sleep on Julio Arce here, but all signs are pointing towards uh, Yudong Song at the minus 135 and the over and by decision. Yudong, you dig? Yudong, you dig? I like that. Let's get see. We should do his merch too. Miguel Baeza at ten and one, taking on Chaos Chaos Williams at twelve and two. Most people, Trey, are probably going to flag this as potential fight of the night slash hammered inside the distance play. The fact that this is at two and a half makes me think that Vegas knows something that I don't know. Chaos Williams at a plus one fifteen, Baeza at a minus one forty five. Carmel Thunder as he affectionately calls himself is is he he is a he is a jits black belt correct yes yeah. by his is yep yeah and he's got good hands um and he's down to clown and we'll get into a brawl chaos williams not really the guy you want to do that with though so if baeza wants to implement the jits i think he's got it, the advantage over chaos williams and if he can't do that He's right in Chaos Williams' wheelhouse, which is power, power, power. To me, I don't understand the two-and-a-half line. This seems like a tailored to one-and-a-half, and because of that, I think under two-and-a-half is the play here. If I'm leaning a money line fave, I'm actually going to go Chaos Williams here mm. just based on Baeza's penchant for being punched. He gets right. tagged a lot. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. He has. He can't really win clean. I haven't really seen a whole lot of cleanliness in his W's, uh, at least in the bigger promotion. So I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take Chaos Williams for right now. Uh, subject to change come Saturday, but as of right now, I'm taking Chaos Williams at the plus money, and I'm gonna take under two and a half because I feel like that's that's it, one and a half should be where this is. I'm gonna buy myself um, another round here. I'm gonna buy myself another five minutes and go under two and a half. Mm, I like it. Um, yeah, Baeza coming out of Dana White Contender Series um, a long while ago, he was a, he was going to be a threat in the UFC promotion. He was a guy who had a black belt in jiu-jitsu, who was able to mix it up, had 
fairly good hand. But the problem is, like you said, Dale, he's super subject to getting countered. When he comes in and closes the distance, he might land once, but then leaves himself wide open. And with Chaos Williams, you don't want to do that. It's a guy that comes in. It's what his name is. He is Chaos Standing. He has a touch that can put you out. Stupid amount of power in those hands. He's not very sophisticated on the ground, so that's what we're talking about. There's the void of, uh, oh, well, Baeza can get this to the ground. Maybe Baeza uh, by sub if you want to get really you know funky with plus money. Under two and a half seems super safe. Um, I, I think Baeza has more tools in his arsenal, but I don't think he has the power nor like the freaking put you out of your mind like Chaos does. I don't think – I I just wonder I, – I believe him to be the more skilled – mixed martial artist if you will right. right but i don't know if he has the fight iq to execute at a high level to make that happen not that it takes mm -hmm. a particularly high level to outsmart chaos williams but um i just need him to see i need him to i need to see him execute efficiently and intelligently more often before i feel really confident throwing heavy money on him so as of right now i'll go with the power puncher and i'll i'm telling you that under two and a half seems like vegas knows something we don't know man mm -hmm. that seems mm -hmm. incorrect all right felicia spencer at eight and three taking on leah letson at five and one it's women's mma we talk about science we say that anything can happen plus 250 for leah letson here minus 310 uh for felicia spencer over on around is at two and a half i i tend to continually get burnt on felicia spencer because she loses fights I feel she should win. And then she's more competitive in fights that she has no business being competitive in. Right. And I don't I don't understand. I guess it's maybe because women's featherweight is so thin that Leah Letson's getting this opportunity here. It's been a long time since we've seen her fight, like an extremely long time. Um Felicia Spencer also hasn't been that incredibly active, but again, um, we are, I mean, we're just we're beholden to a very shallow division. Her last win, if you're Leo, if you're Leah Letson, was a split over Julia Stoliarenko back in 2018. It's been almost three years since we've seen her fight. I can, in good conscience, advise anybody to take a female fighter that her last win was a split decision. Prior to that, she lost, and she hasn't fought in three years. I, I just I can't do it. Felicia Spencer parlay piece has to be no oh my has God, to be dude. no 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 dude okay. let me sway you for a quick second okay please do you and i always do this dude we get on the felicia spencer train just like you said but we need to jump off this train dude. it's not a good train it's not well oiled it's not ready to go okay felicia spencer thick chick for the division we talk about the thickness <laughs> if i was her coach i would say hey you know let's get your wrestling up to snuff you don't she's have a, a wrestling. She's good game. wrrestling. No, she's good at being on the ground and good at, at like scrambles, but her wrestling's god awful, dude. Okay. And her striking is subpar. So okay. I agree with that. Here's where I'm gonna sway you. Not only is Leah Letson plus money, which makes it MMA science to take her, but dude, she is an active United States Air Force chick, dude. She is your type. She is your brother, dude. <laughs> She's my type. Uh, negative. Um, no, I don't mean uh, by looks. I mean she right. fights for this the greatest country of all right. time. I I I under I understand what you're saying. She's gonna fight for your fucking money, dude. So I'm gonna take Leah Letson, who not only has probably better striking, she's extremely durable. If you go back and watch her fight, she'll get clipped and she'll move forward and she'll actually. Uh, extend on those combos, which I like, especially in chick fights. You got to have a lot of volume. She's not going to get taken down by Felicia Spencer. She's so it's going to be a striking affair. I'd rather go with someone who I think is better striking. I have plus two fifty on her, absolutely. And she's a fucking U.S. vet. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not betting on her. I I appreciate your sentiment. I I, I love the I love the passion in it. Um, I just, China. dude. Of all, no, <laughs> don't just pick a different day. <laughs> pick a different day. Co-main event of the evening: Ben Rothwell, thirty-nine, thirteen, and O, taking on Marcos Rogerio de Lima at eighteen, eight, and one. 
my most confident play of the night, Ben Rothwell at the minus 155 spot here against Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. You say, Dale, how can you be so confident? Well, I can be confident for a few reasons. One, uh, as you've heard me say many times over, experience is the currency of combat. And as far as heavyweights in the division right now, there are not many men out there that are wealthier than Ben Rothwell in that regard. Marcos Ruggiero de Lima spent some time at light heavyweight, spent some time at heavyweight. He throws big, he throws hard, but he's looping, he's wild, and he gasses. Everything's an arm punch. Ben Rothwell has to watch out for the overhand right, and he's got to watch out for the inside leg kick. If he can do that, the king of Kenosha walks out of there with a W. Will it be pretty? No. But nothing about Ben Rothwell is pretty. Nothing about the way he wins is pretty. But he can get it done. He has beat five, not 500, but he's beaten two dozen people that all want to do the exact same thing that Marcos Ruggiero de Lima is going to go in there and do, which is throw heavy and try to knock him out and try to knock that big Wisconsin maple down. And he's not going to do it. Ben Rothwell minus 155 is just a wet dream of a bet for me, and I will be looking to put him on several slips uh, on Saturday. I love Ben Rothwell on the spot. Oh, my God, dude. Why do we always get sucked into heavyweight fights to make uh, the people's main event? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I might have to because your logic is not sound, dude. Ben Rothwell was not what he was two years ago. He has been on the decline. He was good when he fought fighters that were not really truly in his division. He looked great against OSP. He looked great against freaking Chris Barnett. But Chris Barnett, then you talk about guys that gassed. Chris Barnett gassed, and that guillotine, what Trey calls is not a choke, he didn't even land a guillotine. What he did is he landed fat belly in the throat, and a gassed Chris Barnett's like, damn, I'll tap him out. Because how am I supposed to get 275 pounds off me at that moment in time? It's not going to happen. Marcos has got fantastic leg kicks. He, yes, he is loopy and wild. But when he lands, he can land. We don't have much of a barometer, obviously, coming off the crochet boss or the crotchet boss, as I like to call him, Maurice Green. But if you go back to that crotchet boss fight, Dale, he out-wrestled the crotchet boss, dude. He out-wrestled him. He played the dude's game. He played the game he shouldn't be playing. He played the opposite of what the blueprint should be. And he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm good enough to go tit for tat. I'll do it. He did it. He got it done. I think Ben Rothley has been on the decline. We have seen the big king of Kenosha erode from his last couple fights. I'm taking Delima plus money here. You're I wish wild. this thing was set at over, uh, one and a half because I would take the over. This is going to go into the later rounds for sure. You're absolutely wild. Wild man. So you're taking how are you taking Delima here? I'm just gonna take him straight. You're just taking him straight. Okay. Yep. All right. Seems smart. Seems smart. Considering the last time Ben Rothwell lost uh inside the distance was in 2009. No, 2013. Sorry. Um yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. You were in high school. The last time that Ben Rothwell lost inside the distance, he's going to beat the shit out of Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. What? No, dude, I was in college. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I graduated high school in 2007. Oh, okay. Never mind. I stand corrected. I forget that you, you know what it is? It's the sun in your cheery disposition. You don't look old. That's <laughs> what well, it is. I just, I just don't look tired like you do right now. I am I'm exhausted. All... I'm, I, <laughs> Life is wearing me down. The time change. The goddamn farmers. The farmers, man, screwing everything up. You know what's crazy is there's like three states that just say we're not going to do daylight savings time, and everybody's just okay with it. Yeah. Was it Arizona? Yeah. They all know. They know what's up. They're just like, no, we're not doing it. And everybody's just like, well, you have to. And they're like, no, we don't. Okay, cool. So now it's just the time. A lot of other things should be as well, Dale. I agree. Max Holloway at 22 and six, taking on Yair Rodriguez at 14 and two. Max Holloway, uh, prohibitive minus 700. Yair Rodriguez plus 475. We can talk about ways that Yair Rodriguez could win this fight. We can talk about ways that Max Holloway could win this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the list is much longer for Max Holloway than it is Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez will have to knock out Max Holloway. And in doing so, will be the only person to ever do it. So if you're going to bet Yair Rodriguez, you need to bet him to do the one thing that has never been done before. 
So you are essentially trying to bet on lightning in a bottle. Not only has Max Holloway never been knocked out, he's never been knocked down. So good luck if you're betting Yaria Rodriguez. Now you say, Dale, plus 475, it's worth a little sprinkle. Sprinkle away, my friends, but know this. It's a wasted, I believe it to be wasted money. I don't see any path to victory for Yair Rodriguez outside of a knockout here. He's not going to out volume. He's not going to out grit. He's not going to out punch. I truthfully don't even believe he can out kick Max Holloway and Max Holloway is not going to throw a whole lot of kicks. He's just not going to be effective in what he does. Max Holloway is going to grind him mortar and pestle style into a bloody pulp on Saturday night. Max Holloway, any way you want him inside the distance to try to make it a little bit more palatable, but even that's going to be at heavy minus money. Enjoy the fight. Enjoy the violence. If you want to bet Yair, you can do so, but truthfully, and it sounds like a hater, but I'm not trying to be a hater. The list on how Yair Rodriguez can win this fight is very, very small, and he will have to do something that's never been done before on Saturday. Something completely anomalous in the MMA universe will have to happen for Yair Rodriguez to win this fight. Statistically, historically, genetically, that just there's I, I just don't see it. Oh, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see a way he does it. You know what's shocking is, dude, how are both these guys only 29 years old? I feel like I've been watching them since WEC days, dude. You know what I mean? I think Max Holloway came in when he was, what, 20, 21? It's insane. The amount so, of miles, man. It's that – well, that's a great point, is the mileage on Max Holloway. He's also been hit a lot. Mm-hmm. He's been hit a lot. Now, he's done, his, he's done triple the amount of punishment given as taken, but he has taken – a ton of punishment and people wonder and it has been rumbled when is that going to catch up to him right i don't i don't think it's going to catch up to him here this is the only thing that scares me it's not so much the mileage but i mean this is one of those stay busy fights um this is for him to pocket some cash i know milk's expensive in hawaii but why do you need to take this fight man um, there's nothing else for him they're not going to give him volkanovsky again mm-hmm. and which the, he won which he won the second fight, 100%. Yeah. I will say this. Alex, Alexander Volkanovsky won the first fight. Right. I watched him. Oh, shit, he beat Max Holloway. Damn, good, good for him. He's, he's undisputed champ. Second fight, Max Holloway beat him handedly right. and was robbed. One yeah. of the more we-don't-talk-about-it robberies that exist. But there's nothing for him at featherweight. They're not going to give him Volkanovsky again. Volk doesn't want the fight again. Ortega lost, so you can't have him fight Ortega again. There's nothing else. And the, the lightweight division is currently muddy with the Poirier... Oliveira thing if you want you're not asking me I'm not going to tell you but this is what I want this is what mm-hmm. I want Dale's Christmas list ooh, ooh. I want I, I want Dustin Poirier to beat Charles Oliveira and I believe that he will and then we get Poirier versus Gaethje super super and my hope is as a fan that Gaethje wins that fight but realistically speaking I believe that Poirier will win and then we get a rematch this time for the undisputed belt, Max Holloway decides to move up. Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier, undisputed belt this time on the line. Rematch. Where, That's where does on. where does Connor fit into this puzzle? Outside the top ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Connor should I'm be honest. With you, Connor should fight Tony Ferguson next. Oh, no way, dude. That's too risky. It's, I mean, it, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler. That's that's it. He he's nowhere. He should be nowhere near a title shot, and he won't fight Islam Makachev. No, and I mean no, and I don't want to make this about fucking Connor, but I will yep. make this about Max and Yar here. Um, I like I said, I, I get nervous. This is a stay busy fight for Max, um, but this is a guy, and I'll use uh, one of my favorite terms that you use Dale all the time: masterclass. He put on a masterclass when he fought Calvin Cater. He took a boxer and made the boxer look almost amateur. Um, no, he did. I love Calvin too. He's going to come on the show again here soon. We'll, we'll get Cater back on, but yes, I agree. Yeah. So when you look at Yarir, there is no real fantastic path to victory. It's your, your standings are on two different levels. I don't like Yarir as a person. I know that makes no uh, difference in how you're going to bet this weekend, but I'm not a fan. I think he bitches a lot. He complains. He sits out way too long. The eye gouging with Jeremy Stevens. Um, sure. He beat, zombie but that was late in the fifth and to be honest i saw a little bit more of like a 
a headbutt. Then I actually saw an uppercut or an elbow that put him out. I'm not a fan of Yarier. I think he's getting a massive lift in this. This is the opportunity of a lifetime for him, for a guy that's taking a stay busy fight. While it's sketchy, I mean, that's a pretty solid par- parlay piece in Max Holloway. But again, at minus 700, that's probably going to hurt your value more than it's going to help it. The guy's fought two times since 2017. I, I just... That's a that's a that's a rough level of inactivity, right? So that's a very rough, and I, I I agree with your with your sentiment about not liking him as a person. Um, it is because he does a he does come across as diva ish, and he does come across as whiny. And truth be told, he did knock out Zombie, but Zombie won that fight or was winning that fight. If if the fight goes another three seconds, Zombie wins that fight. It, right. The, even they they released the scorecards afterwards. Zombie was winning that fight. Yeah. It was a hail mary, and it worked, and it was a it was a highlight for the ages, and I can't discount that. Um, but the Jeremy Stevens thing, there was a little cat scratch fever, eye pokey thing going on, and then once they did fight, he beat the hell out of him. So anyway, right. um, I just don't see a path to victory for him, man, outside of doing the impossible. So for that, I will go Max Holloway. All right, sounds we're good. Gonna, we're gonna breeze through these prelims here pretty quick. Uh, Kennedy and Jekwe taking on Daong Young. Uh, Young at 14, 2 and 1, and Jekwe at 9 and 1. And Jekwe coming off the big win over Izzy's boy. This is essentially a pick em. I'm taking Daong Young here at pick em money. I love him here. It's a good spot. I thought in Jekwe just really kind of outlasted um, his last you know few opponents. I don't necessarily see him as being just incredibly better. Um, I, I know that he's getting better and people really like him and he's, he's showing a lot of grit and determination, you know, beat Ulberg and then beat Danilo Marquez, um, in round three, but, you know, cause he just really just, he's outlasting people. He's really just going, I'm just going to outlast you. And then once you get tired, then I'll knock you out. I don't think he's going to have that same luxury against Dong Young. And I think, I think Young puts it together and he's disciplined enough and he's got high enough fight IQ that the mistakes that Injekwe has yet to correct, he can actually take advantage of. He gets him out of there. I like Young and I like him inside the distance. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Young's going to have the better fight IQ. Kennedy comes in, he's a little bit raw. I mean, that's what you expect with a guy that's relatively new to the promotion coming from Dana White Contender Series. Kennedy's a guy, though, that... Uh, he's got good power. He checks the boxes for everything, but again, he's just not evolved enough. He's, he's extremely raw and he starts off really slow. He overthinks his shots versus Don Young. He's a guy that's going to come in to level change, move around a little bit, but his biggest path to victory or how he's been getting it done, especially when he beat William Knight was, you know, doing an inside leg trip, laying on top, holding top position and not letting anyone get away white on rice, like smother effect. And that's yeah. what we could see here with Kennedy, who's probably going to be a little bit deer in the headlights, get caught off guard. And then, you know, there we go. We got someone top position, grind this thing out for a decision. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm just on the inside of the distance side, but yeah. All right. Mark Jacasey at 14 and four, taking on Rafael Alves. Alves at 19 and 10. Wealth of experience for Alves here. Odds makers, um, at least as far as you're right. Trying to find the banner. My B. Um, yeah, like a very. Can't find it. That's okay. Can't find um, it. That's okay. To Casey at a minus 190, Alves at a plus 160. Um, a little bit of disrespect, I think, in the, in this regard. You have to lean towards the experience of Alves just a little bit. I know Casey is, you know, considered one of the one of the premier strikers in the division, and people, you know really have for a while been touting him as a prospect to watch. Unfortunately, he's just not really thrown it together the way we wanted to, right? Like it's just, he comes in, rattles off a couple wins in a row. Right. Um, but to be honest, they were against lower level competition and then he drops three in a row. Drakkar closed Dan Hooker, Nazareth hack parast gets some, gets a couple wins on his belt and then loses the physique. So it appears to be that whenever he's taking the steps up against the more experienced opponents, he's having a hard time executing. When he's fighting guys that are at a similar level of experience as him, he tends to do rather well. But the moment that somebody's got a little bit more, um, I'm not sure what the phrase would be, a little bit more hair on their chest, a little bit more time um, in the arena, he tends to have a, a little bit more difficult 
of uh, of a go of things, which I think makes Alves a decent play here at plus 160. I know that the betting public is probably going to be leaning to Casey here, and I'm a big fan of him. But Alves at plus 160 might be worth a stab here based solely off of DeCasey not being able to rise to the occasion when he needs to most against experienced opponents, which he's got here in Alves. I think that DeCasey is going to come in a little bit. Um, I honestly think he's going to come in a little bit more well-rounded. Um, I like mm. his camp. He's out. I think he's at all-stars. That's with uh, with Shemaev, dude. So he's getting looks from a wrestling perspective that he's never really gotten. He's, He's a striker. He's a guy that's, you know, a fantastic kickboxer. But what makes me nervous about this fight is Rafael Alves is a guy that's like going for broke in the first round. Like he is going to freaking charge. He's going to explode. Kate, Katy Perry freaking fireworks song. Just out the gate, dude. And his jiu-jitsu is unbelievable. I love him in the first round. The problem is because he explodes, use that firework, tries to level change, get things down to the ground, blows his gas tank. Carries a lot of muscle on him, extremely powerful. I like him in the first round. I like by sub. If you want to get crazy, dude, I like him somewhere in that first round sprinkle. I think as the fight progresses, I think to your point, Mark DeCasey is a guy that he takes a second. He's going to have to like, you know, get it going. That's going to happen in the later rounds. Um, so if I was going to play this, I'd play Hafael in the first round and then I'd play DeCasey two, three, and possibly decision. Um, but yeah, man, that's where I'm at. One of the things I really like about Alves is he got the majority of his losses at the beginning of his career. Mm. Like he got a couple wins and then he went on a big win one, lose one, lose three, win two. Kind of like he got those 10 losses at an earlier stage. And then like his last, I think he's won seven of his last eight or something like that. So he, he like kind of got the got through the rough part early. Uh, but I, I agree with your assessment there, right? If you're going to bet Alves, bet him early. Um, if you like the, the fight go later, take to Casey. I think that's fair. And I think is the Casey out of all stars you said, mm -hmm. or is he yeah. American top team? I thought he was at all stars. Isn't that where Shemayev is? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's there. He's a, okay. Cool. I see him in his, his flashy red hair walking around that gym. Courtney Casey taking on Liana Jojao. I still don't know how to say her name. Eight and four taking on Courtney Casey at nine and nine. Yes, Courtney Casey at 9 and 9 is still in the UFC, and she's a minus 245 favorite against Liliana uh, or Liana Zhuzhou at plus 250 over on her own rounds at 2.5. I will take Liliana here. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I, and I'll tell you why. Courtney Casey's a 500 fighter. Right. She might be the best 500 fighter on the roster, um, and she might be a very justified minus 245 here. Outputs there, uh, but... The thing with Courtney Casey, and this has been an issue with her, with her time and time again, if she's going to lose, how does she lose the fight? She loses by either split decision or she gets subbed, right? right. So, like, it's either I'm taking, I'm going the distance and I'm getting, I'm on the bad end of the judges or you're, you're subbing me. And she's not knocking anybody out. She's in turn is not submitting anybody. So, Zhuzhou is essentially has 15 minutes to sub her. And right. in doing so, if she can maintain a dominant position in doing so, she's going to steal rounds. And if she can steal rounds, historically speaking, you got a 50-50 chance of beating Courtney Casey because if she's losing, she's losing by decision. So it's Courtney Casey is a walking coin flip. So with that, I'll take two plus 250 on a coin flip because there's no other way. I mean, I don't understand. I don't know another way to bet this fight. I, I understand that. I think Courtney Casey is someone that suffers from fighter identity. Um, mm. She's someone that came into the promotion and she was supposed to be what is a jiu-jitsu player. She would literally accept like a guard position to start working off her back. She doesn't have a very good wrestling game, but she moved over MMA labs and her hands have started to evolve. She's starting to fall a little bit more in love with her hands and kind of ditching any of the ground game that she had. She doesn't really wow or have any pizzazz in one specific facet now she's just kind of a, a pile of potatoes dude um i think liana is going to come in she's going to come in much more aggressive but she's way more raw so yes you're going to have a lot more like fireworks as it relates to liana because i think she's going to come in and do the one thing that courtney case has always struggled with is chicks that are very aggressive clinch work up against the cage bully her and i think liana who can come in be a bully you know, I, I think that Casey's going to have a little bit of better jiu-jitsu, but I think uh, Luana's going to have enough at least to, you know, play the game. 
I don't, I don't mind your play on, on Juja, dude, at plus 250. I ain't hating it. Okay. All right. Sean Woodson taking on Colin Anglin. Anglin at 8-2. Sean Woodson, 8-1. and one. How do we feel about this one, Trey? Um, if I'm not mistaken, Woodson's a pretty sizable favorite here. Is that correct? Man, dude, did I just not load any odds? Producer Jake, I swear, dude, like, he's got to stop smoking jar- darts, dude. Smoking jarts? Jarts. <laughs> Oh, uh, here okay. it is, dude. I got it. I got you it. You got it? Got Just it. put it up? Cool. Um, Sean Woodson, minus 320, Colin Anglin, plus 260. Over around is at two and a half. I don't love Sean Woodson enough to put him at minus 320 against anybody. That being said, Colin Anglin and a plus 260, I don't want to touch that either. This fight's a pass for me. Mm, okay. Yeah, Sean Woodson, what he's really good at is using his length. Um, the dude's going to have a seven-inch reach advantage in this fight. He mm-hmm. uses that length, that reach, um, that height to a certain extent. He uses all of that to maintain distance control. Um, it allows him to have actually good takedown defense because no one's able to close the distance, try and shoot it, and take him down. Call another Dana White contender series, guys. I feel like they're loading these fight night cards up with you know alumni or and and or new Dana White contender series guys, but he's going to someone who struggles to close the distance. So you have a confliction in style with someone who's going to, you know, lengthen you out versus a guy that struggles to close the distance. But if he's able to get in that clinch, Colin, he's great in clinch work. He's great with Muay Thai, great knees. Apex cage makes me think, gosh, maybe is there a play on Colin? If he can somehow close that distance, which would be very difficult with someone that's rangy, he has a path uh, to win this fight. I just I think I got to stay away from this though because there's too many variables. There's not enough proven, and given the cage, the confliction and styles, it doesn't seem like a very smart play. Gotcha. Cynthia Calvillo at nine three and one taking on Andrea Lee. Andrea, Andrea, twelve mm-hmm. and five. Uh, Andrea Calvillo is at a minus one twenty five here. Trey Andrea is at a plus or a minus one oh five, and uh, I know that. All things considered, you're not a big fan of Cynthia Calvillo. You, you don't like her attitude. You don't like her as a person. You don't particularly love her fighting style either. Uh, right. Her last time out was not a good performance. Um, good. She's got she's got another stiff test against her up against uh, Andrea Lee here. I like Lee at the, at the underdog money again. I'm gonna I'm just gonna lean into science here, and I I never bet against Cynthia Calvillo, and she's probably gonna make me eat my words here, but. Um, I'm going to go Andrea Lee here at a minus 105. And if it goes to plus money, I'll, I'll re-up on it again. I don't understand the hype train with Calvia. I never have. I understood it when she was a weight division down because she had great wrestling. She was able to bully chicks to the ground and, and be dominant. Since she's moved up, she hasn't been able to impose that on anyone. Uh, when you look at KJB Lee, you're getting someone that is going to have way more output, who's going to be a lot better at kickboxing. Mm-hmm. She's strong. Um, having said that, I'm a little bit worried about the takedown with her because I don't think her takedown defense is that great. Roxanne Modafferi was able to take her down. Now, granted, Roxanne, vet, she's extremely technical with her takedowns. And while she might not be the strongest chick in the division, she's able to get people down just by her like leverage and technique. I think Andrea has the opportunity here to, yeah, I'm going to keep saying Andrea because it's not Andrea. That sounds so like hick, Andrea. Um, She's from Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. She's from Louisiana, bro. It's Andrea. It is not Andrea. If she was from San Diego, you could go with Andrea. She's trying to give her a better life, dude. I think she's my Pygmalion. I think Cynthia is going to come in with more brute strength, but I think this is a decision type fight. You might as well go with the volume that on. I can't even say it. KGB is going to take into this fight. You can't say Andrea. I can't dude. It just sounds like so wrong. Okay, man. Sounds like a bad word. (laughs) Feature prelim of the night. Tiago Moises at 15 and five, 15 and five taking on Joel. Or Yoel Alvarez at 18 and 2. Uh Moise S at the minus 255. Alvarez at a plus 200 here. Trey over on our rounds at two and a half. Anybody that's listened to our show for any period of time knows that I continually bet against Tiago Moises. And he has continued to cost me money each and every time because he finds ways to win fights. Um 
you also know that I'm very high on Joel Alvarez. And I'm going to take Alvarez a plus 200 to beat Tiago Moises here. I'm going to keep betting on Tiago Moises until he loses. Now, you're saying to yourself, Dale, that's not a very scientific way to, to approach this. <laughs> I agree. I, uh, I 100% agree with you. However, I will say this. Alvarez is about six inches taller than, than Moises. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to have somewhere between a seven and an eight inch reach advantage. He lands more significant strikes per minute. He does it at a better accuracy. Um, now his takedowns are not there, but he also averages more submission attempts per fight as right. well. So I am going to take Alvarez based on the statistics on top of the eyeball test and on top of the fact of all the other non uh, sequitur style stats and feelings that I have, I'm going to take Alvarez here to plus 200 because why not dogs? It'll fight for my money. I believe Alvarez to be in that camp with those dogs in that pen that will fight for my money. And I'm going to take them at an opportunity to beat Tiago Moises here. Okay. Um, Tiago reminds me a lot of um, a friend of the show, Drew Dober, um, to a certain degree. He's someone that can walk forward. He's in every fight. Um, he struggled with Islam Makachev, obviously, but who doesn't as it relates to grappling and that heavy approach. Um, he can fight in a phone booth. He's not the best on the ground, but he can get back to his feet if need be. Now, Joel Alvarez, on the other hand, he is someone that thrives on the ground. And like to your point, with that length and reach, he's a scary submission artist. Those darces, I mean, even throwing up triangles with those freaking massive legs, he's able to cinch those things down. I don't think Joel's going to try and wrestle him, but I think he's going to be someone who is going to capitalize on the slip of the banana. Once it goes down to the ground, he's going to be able to exercise his dominance that is that ground game. Um, I don't mind the plus 200 play, um, on Joel, but I mean, as a well-rounded on the feet, I mean, Tiago has the upper hand here. Sure. He absolutely does. He hundred percent does. And I won't argue that I'm just for, for my money, I'm going to throw, I'm going to take a shot at the plus 200 here. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's let it rip from top to bottom. You tell me who you got money line. Okay. As always, as always. Plays that are made here do not directly reflect on plays that will be available on Saturday. Um, so this is just what we're feeling right now. Okay? Yeah. All right. Young and Jekwe. Young. I'm on Young as well. Alves to Casey. Alves. I'm on Alves as well. Jajal Casey. Casey. Jajal. Anglin Woodson. Uh, Anglin. I'm on Woodson. Calvillo Lee. Lee. I'm on Lee as well. Alvarez, Moises. Uh, Alvarez. I'm on Alvarez as well. Yadong, Arce. Yadong. I'm on Yadong as well. Williams, Baeza. Baeza. I'm on Williams. Letson and Spencer. Uh, Letson. I'm on Spencer, bro. We are very opposite this week. <laughs> ben Rothwell, Rogerio DeLima. DeLima. I'm on, I'm on Rothwell. Rothwell. I'm on Fuck. Rothwell. Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez. No, I was joking, Holloway. <laughs> I'm on Holloway as well. All right. Um, yeah, oh, this will be a good week. Now, now, I will say this. This is a we, – we've talked about this before. We we did – you know, because we always do like a little pre-plan um, before each show. This is a dangerous card betting-wise, guys. Um, yeah. Minus 200 to – I would say minus 250 – it is high stakes punch face. Anything can happen. A minus two fifty in the fight game is essentially almost a pick'em if you were if we're talking about basketball or football or something like that. Be careful. Be responsible this week. Everybody's riding high off of making a lot of money last weekend. Don't give it all back to the books this week. Find a couple plays that you like. Execute at a high level. Make make just add to the bankroll a little bit, and then let's just we'll just wait. We've got fights coming up between now and the end of the year that we really love. Just slowly build the bankroll, bet this one conservatively, and we'll just keep it moving going in into the, the, the home stretch here at the end of the year. Guys, clear eyes, full heart, you can't lose. I know, right, dude. I um <laughs> is is Friday Night Lights a top five show all time. I'm on episode three. Oh, so you you're literally just starting it. Yeah. You've yeah. never watched it. No. And you're on episode three of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Oh my 
gosh, we're going to, okay, starting next week, we're doing a new segment called Trey Talks About Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is my fit, one of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you about it. I, I kind of feel like I identify with Riggs. I'm not really sure, but I just you feel like not, he has my skis. You are not Riggs. You are not Riggs. You are not. Okay. Fuck, don't you dare in your life call you compare yourself to Timmy Riggs. I feel like we have the same hair. Dude, you are. You're Jason Streeter. Who's that? It's the Wait, handicap he's the guy. guy. He's the hand. Oh, get, fuck you. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, honestly, um, you're I'm Matt. Street. You're, you're, you're <laughs> honestly, you're Matt Saracen. Like you're, you're Matt Saracen. But, uh-huh. but, 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 well, here's the thing, is right? Like, like Matt Saracen, um, a little bit quiet, a little bit reserved, right? You know, just trying to just find trying to find his way in the world. Great relationship with his dad. His dad's in Iraq the whole time. Right, but he loves his dad dearly. Well, and they have I a great have relationship. A great relationship with anyone that I don't see for a very long time. It's, I'm just it's, saying, you, you and your dad get along swimmingly, do you not? We do, but there's, okay. you know, we have a lot of conversations, a lot of hard talks. He doesn't have to have many hard talks when the guy's on the other side of the earth. Well, you, you'll see. You're going to get further into the show. You'll see. All right. I'll do it. You'll see. It's not meant to be insulting. That that's genuinely just if I have to assign a character to you, um, as of right now, three episodes in without giving spoilers, you're probably closer to Matt Saracen. Okay. All right. Yeah. I could call you Twyla, but I don't believe that I don't believe you know, I don't think you're a Twyla. From Shits Creek, the uh the girl that mans the store. I don't know. I don't know anything. What is that? Ah, oh, it's a great show. Oh what is I'll it? Watch this. you watch Shits Creek. It's called Shit Creek. Shits Creek. Shits Creek. Yeah. Two words. Yes. Okay. I'll check okay. it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. If I hate it, I'm gonna let you know. Okay. Jen's probably seen it. I'm yeah. sure she has. I'm sure she has. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, if you don't already do so, please follow us on social media at Punchless MMA. Uh Instagram, Twitter, email us if you want, chat at Punchless MMA. And uh we'll talk to you guys there. We'll talk to everybody on Saturday night. I'll be a little bit out of pocket on Saturday because my dad will be in town. Speaking of dads, uh, my dad will be in town, but we'll be. Oh, oh, wait a second. I'll be 100% out of pocket on Saturday. What's up? Conflict 49. Your boy's on the microphone. Dude, you got the cans on. I got the cans on again. Why did I? Boy, man, this whole week has just flown by. I'm on the cans this weekend. Uh, Saturday night, starting at 530, will be available on pay-per-view. We'll post a link for it. Conflict 49 taking place at Memminger Hall in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. Historic downtown Charleston, South Carolina. Your boy will be on the cans. A 15-fight card. Uh, I'll be there live and in the flesh doing it, putting in some work, man. Sounds like you got a good relationship with your dad. Invite him down and go work. <laughs> I did. I did invite him down, and he is going with me. Uh, ah. It will be my dad's first in, in-person combat sports experience. Ah, that'll be good. That'll yeah, be sweet. For sure. Nice. Um, so yeah, I will be completely out of pocket on Saturday. Well, we'll post the link guys buy the pay-per-view 15 fights. Ooh, dude, nothing like the velvet vocals of Dale Lippin behind That's 15 I'm fights. I'm That's all I'm about saying. it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, uh, also, uh, happy Marine Corps birthday to yes. all the crayon eaters out there. If you guys haven't already done so, please <laughs> go to the nearest location, grab yourself a Ruby red or a forest green, or maybe a, um, a bright yellow and just give that thing a just just chew it up a little bit and thank a marine uh give him a call semper fi with the crayon in your teeth um i don't understand that at all marines essentially i mean they're just crayon eaters so yeah uh but seriously happy marine corps birthday (laughs) and then tomorrow is veterans day and uh big thank you to all the veterans out there please do not mistake veteran and memorial day if i could be a dick for a split second as a veteran don't mix the two up memorial day those that didn't make it back veterans day those that did okay all right love it love you guys be good to each other we'll see you later bang bang
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 